Hi there. Welcome to our podcast, Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. My name is Michelle. And my name is Lauren, and we are your hosts. Hey, host. Hey, ho. <laughs> this is our version of a radio talk show, and every week you can join us for a sisterly chat where we talk about literally everything. We're going to tackle current events, what's going on in the world around us. We'll share some personal insight and stories, and of course, share random bits of things we think you should know, along with whatever else sisters talk about. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. So if you're into easy listening, lots of laughing, and some inspiration sprinkled throughout, we are going to be fast, weird internet friends. Welcome. Testies, testies, one, two, three, three, three testies. Well, hello, sister. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Um, good morning. Welcome, everyone, to our third episode of the Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. I am feeling extra cozy right now. I'm feeling extra cozy, too, now that you lit the autumn-scented candle. I'm not... You guys, here's the deal. I'm, I'm fine with lighting candles all throughout the year, even during the day. That's a thing a mo- our mom would do. But I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't ready to light my spiced apple DW home, home goods candle yet, but Michelle made me. I'm a August 1st autumn candles. So this is the deal for me. I don't know if you've noticed Lauren coming to my house, but I haven't really been burning as many scented candles. I've noticed. Um, but that, that all goes out the window during the autumn har- season of the harvest season. <laughs> The season of the harvest. We return from our vacation, which usually is in the first part of August, and I light my first autumn-scented candle, and that goes through about November 1st, and then the balsam firs come out. Okay, so when we're talking fall candles, what notes of fall candles are you talking about? Um, pumpkin, apple... Um, I'll take a, a woodsman with an axe. Oh, yeah. But listen, there's smoky. more smoky. Smoke. I smoky. I love a good smoky, like um, mm-hmm. a wood fire burning. Yep, like a campfire. Yes. Yep. Nothing like going to bed smelling like an old campfire. I'm totally fine with it. It's a little alarmingly strong, but I I will dig it. Yeah, I mean, we, it's like Ryan takes a shower, but then he lays next to smoke to Stanley. <laughs> I understand this. I'm like that. I'm like you. Anthony and Anthony will like come into bed and actually the, the new thing that has been happening is that he'll come into bed and instead of commenting on how much I smell like garlic for whatever reason, he'll be like, you smell like soup. Just soup? Just soup. The other day we were lying in bed and he told me I smelled like minestrone soup. Wow, that's a complex flavors. <laughs> That's a heck of a lot of legumes. I was like, what? It's an interesting. I'm like, not Avgo lemon or something. Wow. <laughs> Wait, but back to the candles, Michelle. You know, fall candles. You know, pumpkin's really not a smell. Okay. So, so let's like dive just for a moment deeper into really the the nuances of, yeah, is tell, that the right word? <laughs> probably. Well, I don't, listen, you can teach me about smells and I'll tell, teach you what words are incorrect and correct. Worried about that last Like, is a note like some like herbaceous no. smell? No, like pumpkin is really like, if you go and get a, 
a pumpkin latte. If, if the coffee place is making their own pumpkin syrup, mm-hmm. it will usually consist of honey, clove, ginger, cinnamon. Um, I'm missing something I know. Clove, ginger, and cinnamon are the notes. main ones, though. Notes. <laughs> oh, bless Excuse you. me. I've had a tickle in my throat all oh, morning. It's probably something it's probably the wine I was drinking at 9 a.m. <laughs> Can't wait to hear about that story. <laughs> hey, guys. So uh, third episode, and I walked in, and it's uh, at 10.56 in the morning, and I looked at Lauren, and she goes, I have to tell you something. I'm like, what's up? And she said, I'm a little buzzed. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, she, you, you seemed a bit surprised by this. But all right, before we move on to how you sure. are under the influence already, which is really going to tie into a lot of what we're going to talk about it here is. today. Let's complete our conversation with notes. Teach me something about them. Not to be confused with nodes. We're talking notes. <laughs> notes for sure. Well, it's just something like, you know, all of these candles that we buy are owned officially. Inseminated with smells? Yeah, basically. Got it. It's a bunch of garbage and it's probably bad for us. It That's is. probably why I'm having a coffee Formaldehyde. Attack. Yeah, it's not good for us. Mm-hmm. But it brings us to that warm and cozy basic white girl basic session white girl. for fall. Absolutely. And what I like here is, but let me, okay. So I don't like when I get this candle, it took me about a good 15 minutes to decide between spiced apple and like pump. Well, pumpkin latte was right off of the, the consideration mm-hmm. because it had like, it was too heavy with vanilla and, and coffee. Now you really like vanilla though. I like vanilla. Um, yes. To, to spray. I okay. wear this, um, Victoria's Secret spray. Oh, that's probably it's like loaded. Sh- it's like stripper spray. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, wow. I mean, that is loaded with probably carcinogens. It is. Yeah. Loaded. And, you know, I used to be able to get it at the old Victoria's Secret for like 12 bucks a bottle. And mm. these days I got to go on Amazon and go on like the black market. And it's like $25 for a bottle of crap. But I love the smell of it. been wearing it for maybe Since, 15 years. Yeah, I feel like longer. Maybe. Mom so notes. So note. So you were asking. Okay, the notes in the autumn candles. Mm. Like I definitely like more of the cinnamon. There you go. Clove. So a little bit of a spice to it, and not so much of that warm vanilla. I absolutely despise warm vanilla. Mm, so yeah, no. Sorry mm. that I smell the way I do. <laughs> despise. <laughs> oh man, that's okay. No, for whatever reason, you've never. I've never been like. Hooey, smells like a vanilla cupcake. But oh, like, I hate that. You know what I no, mean? No, I smell like a vanilla stripper. You do. Which? What would be your stripper name? It's like the la- the name of your street and your middle name, or Lolita something. Lolita Lauren. Oh, whoa! Because you know that was a bit of a controversial <laughs> book. <laughs> yeah, Lolita, and then the book, and then the movie came out with Jeremy Irons. That was back in the day. Oh God, Jeremy Irons. I used to have a crush on him too. The, you have the weirdest crush. I love old men with deep voices. I thought you were going to say something else. Oh no. <laughs> As usual. What about, yes. did you tell us what notes you like? I, I like, okay. So for the spiced apple, you know, it's like artificial apple, but same thing as you, I like those cinnamony, clovey, just warm notes, but not so savory. It's a little bit more spicy. Yeah. You know what Zena, our mom's caregiver told me once What's when that? I was bringing over like the 80th candle. You want it? She was from Lithuania. Love her so much. No, she was Ukrainian. Ukrainian. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. You're right. You're right. God. But she cooked like a Lithuanian. No, she didn't. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, she would say, you'd want the house to smell fresh? 
open window get fresh air. She's got a good point. And I was like, and that's why you're going to live to be 193. Yeah, she'll be fine. We're huffing all the formaldehyde and she's cracking the window. Screwed. But that's okay. At least we're happy right now. Hey, it brings us joy. It does. So F everyone. Yeah. Marie Kondo would appreciate the sentiment. She would. There you go. Yeah, there you go. The end. So Lauren, tell me about your morning. How I get buzzed? Yeah. What, what, how did you find yourself buzzed by nine? So here's how this goes. I'm teaching yoga in the park and it's a small group, a small but mighty crew of yogis. And every morning, Mike and his dog, Franca, Mike is a very like kind of Chicago type guy. He might be 55, maybe a little bit older, really nice man, always wears a tank top and waves to the yogis. And is like, ladies, namaste. I got to come over there. You know, the guys that are always like, I got to come and join class one day. Okay. So he does this every day. And then this past Monday, he said, you guys like wine? And I was like, I like wine. And Why? Like, oh, yeah, wine. <laughs> what? And he said, well, on Friday, why don't, why doesn't the yoga crew come over to my house and um, I will, I, I make my own homemade wine, which is right up my alley. Michelle, you, do you like homemade wine? I, I, I enjoy it when I have it. The last time I really had a homemade glass of wine was in Italy and my teeth were about as black as that cup of coffee. Oh yes. <laughs> that's, my lips. Uh-huh. That's how this is. You're going to try it Purple. later. It is so good. Okay. And here's another tidbit. So let me, I'll tell you more about the wine, but he just said, why don't you all just come over to my house? I'll, I want to give you a wine tasting. I make my own wine. I want to show you the space. And then um, I'll send you on your way with some. It's going to be a carry out, he said. My kind of party. Yeah. So he was so nice. My husband came, another yogi. I think some other people were like, wait, what? No, I'm not going to do that. It's 9 a.m. But I was game. And so was our friend Lynn down the, down the block. So what he did was he brought us into his backyard. When you walked into his backyard, Michelle, mm -hmm. you would have thought you were transplanted in another country. He had grapevines growing. He had cacti. He's a man that lives all by himself, right? He's got kids that have grown and gone away. Basil plants. Like he's Yum. super, and you wouldn't know it just by shooting the shit with him mm -hmm. in the park. You know, he's a very earthy huga kind of guy. Cool. So he gets us to his backyard and we go down. He opens up like the cellar door and he was like, okay, now lower your heads. You have to walk through. And I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. This is like the John Wayne Gacy of... Mm. of wine and he's like no 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 he's an ex-cop so he probably didn't think that you thought that your life could have been in danger no i was just making a serial killer joke oh got it and you know like i also then recalled when he was like no no it's no no don't say that and i was like you know a lot of those cops i heard had like severe ptsd after going in john wayne gacy's basement listen i got invited into somebody's basement once i was with a best friend <laughs> And we were at a restaurant and he was like, come see our, my basement. And I was like, this is weird, but all right. <laughs> After 18 bottles of wine too. And luckily we were alive. Why so. did he want to bring you into the basement? He wanted to show us just how clean and organized it was the basement of a restaurant. I mean, it's still weird, but whatever. Okay. Well, I'm glad he has got good skills of organization. He does. Okay. He does. Very clean, spit polished. All right, okay. go ahead. So we get down there and Michelle, we, oh, he, I mean, you literally have to go down like bunched like hunch over and then you get to stand up and he has created while it was there i'll tell you this small room and he's got his grape presses his grape crushers his fermenting now barrels. are these grapes growing out of his backyard no he okay. gets them flown in they are organic from california 
and he gets them grown in. Now, when he found the house, he was making wine prior to this, but when he found the house, he dug it out and realized that people from the prohibition age yeah. were making bootlegs <gasps> booze in his backyard. Oh my and he God. like discovered it. That is badass. Isn't that so cool? Yeah. So we go in and he shows us like how to do the turnkey and he's giving us wine. I felt like I was on a small vacation for a moment. And you know, he gives us this his wine, by the way, was freaking good. So he gives and free of Sulfates? S- everything. So I was listening to Cameron Diaz launched a wine. Um, Did she? Brand, and she was talking to Gwyneth on the Goop podcast about it. And when she and her husband, you know, they were like went down the dark, like the deep path of like, what is actually in wine that we drink? She's like, God, we like wine so much. We should probably find out what's in it. And they were like, there's like insane number of things in wine. A lot that, of bullshit a lot of bad. So yep. supposedly her brand of wine is great price point and like none of the bullshit. I'm really curious to try it and we will be. Um, okay. In any case, so we, while we're talking, we wrap it up. It was, it was just a wonderful experience and we're leaving and I, I was leaving with Anthony. I was like, Mike, thank you so much for having us here to share this. He's like, Lauren, every morning you have, you've created a community now of people who want to move their body. You're not there to protest or send a message. He was just, you know, just sharing that he was grateful that we were, he also said that you're bringing positive vibes to the community. That's and, true. Yeah. And I just really was grateful that he acknowledged that because honestly, I started doing it at the park after they took it down the Chris Columbus statue. Mm. There was a lot of commotion, a lot of arguing and like, parts of the community, like against the other parts. I was like, screw this. Let's see if anyone wants to do yoga. And we have a small crew, but it'll build. But I was just glad that some regular dude noticed that that was the effort and then opened up his home. home. And it was one of my best mornings this summer because it was just so fun and lovely to see a neighbor, see where he lives and what he's into. I think that's a really cool story. What a sweetheart. He was a sweetheart. It's nice. You know, isn't it nice when people acknowledge doesn't it feel nice it does feel nice i he's he's it was very it felt so good but truly what felt better was to meet more people and him within this within our neighborhood and get to know about him it's it was really spectacular he was a bricklayer then he was a cop and then he's retired and he lives with his dog and he built himself a freaking oven for wood fire pizza I'm coming over next I'm exactly. time. And he told us he invited us over to We go should make- invite him in for a cozy conversation sometime. Oh, he loves talking. We should enjoy invite He's him in. He's a lovely human being. That's, yeah. not, that's really sweet. Yeah, I was excited. Thanks for letting me share that. So how many glasses? Did you just have one quick sip? Or? No, he kept saying, he said, we're just going to do a taste, but he kept filling up the little mm. Dixie cups. They weren't even Dixie cups. They were like small party glasses. Mm. And we were drinking, and then he wanted us to try the old barrel and then the new one again to compare. And by the, by the time I left, I was like, I'm, I'm drunk. Yeah. And I feel great. I feel great. Well, you, you seem great. You look great. I'm glad that you're here. Um, <laughs> Good cozy. to be here. Well, you were um, just throwing them back down the road. I was at line in the parking lot of my kid's school getting rapid COVID testing. Can you explain the process? Because I have an idea in my head and it, it involves hazmats and like quick... None of that. Okay, tell me. It was um, uh, the school. Everything was on the perimeter, basically. You go, you give your name. They give you a little brown envelope with an item inside that's like your spit tube and it's got a scan code on it. 
Next station, this person scans your barcode. He says, you're Will Anderson, you're Mia. Okay, that matches. Get in line. You get in line. We waited for a little bit. It wasn't a big deal. Masked on, you know, reasonably socially distant. And then you get to the spit stations and this mom that I know, I was like- The spit station? The spit station is- gross. I was like, how you doing, best? She goes, I work with kids- that there's spit involved. She was, she was barf stations, not for me, but a spit <laughs> station. I'm good to go. I'm like, well, I'm in a barf. So <laughs> yeah. step away. I'll go find that station. Um, and the kids spit. Um, and we, you know, Will, we always say Will's an over producer of saliva. Ah, so he was he? an overachiever on his uh, test. And Mia <laughs> has poor aim, maybe needs glasses. <sighs> Any, anyway, the spit <laughs> is in. And now we're going to determine if these kids are positive or negative. From my understanding, this particular rapid rapid testing isn't super um, accurate. It's like fifty percent accuracy. Interesting. But we were we're we're being good school patrons and pl- doing our part, and we'll get retested in two weeks. And they start on they start school in two days. So this is the t- t- this is to determine if they have COVID or not and cannot come to school on Monday. Yep. And also if they carry the antibody. Or just if they have the, the I think virus. it's just they're testing positive or negative. Got it. A lot of anxiety on for who? my little guy. For William? Mm-hmm. And how is this manifesting? Just anxious. You could just feel it. You could Aww. just tell. He was just so, um, you know, and he's like, you know, what if I... And he also has really bad allergies. So I know that we've all been to this in this place where if we like sneeze or like make like a cough or something, you know, then you feel like everybody thinks you're infected. And so you have to announce that you're allergic to ragweed. <laughs> what the hell's ragweed? It's a it's an environmental allergen. That is hilarious. Anyway, Will was like, my allergies, you know, whatever. I'm like, but I'm like, you have horrible allergies. Like that it is. And he's like, what if I'm COVID positive? I'm like, listen, if you're COVID positive, you seem like you're pretty good to go. The only difference is, is you're going to go in your room for two weeks and I'm going to put a sweet TV in there and your gaming systems and you're going to game away game away until covid is gone yeah. away and he's like all right not so bad See? but you know we're working on some some relaxation techniques good um implementing some things talking to them giving them some like ways they can advocate for themselves you know if they're sitting next to a fellow whose nose is hanging out of his mask sick you know i can't deal with the nose hanging out of the mask thing it's i just told, like, just don't wear it i just told me today what it, what it, i said it that's like, like a, a man with his penis hanging out of his <laughs> underpants and she was like oh my god <laughs> so what i see in my head i see a little weenie a little dick just flapping in the wind to me i see like a huge one and i'm it's horrifying and it's like I see a little one. No. Because I'm dangling my index finger from my thumb and it looks like... <sighs> anyway, all of this talk makes me want to drink. All of this makes me want to drink, Lauren, but we've been talking about maybe drinking less here. Yes, that is very... I know. And then I got buzzed this morning on accident, but that doesn't count. That because doesn't I'm going to tell count. you something. I made this conscious decision on Sunday night to stop drinking during the week and I did. And it was marvelous. All week... And I'm, you guys, I like drinking during the week. I don't get like hammered. I just like have a glass Mm -hmm. of wine or my cocktail with live at five on Mm -hmm. our Instagram show. And this week I was like, screw it. I want to just detox. And um, it was so easy, but I did, I upped my cannabis a little bit. Well, I mean, and that's the other thing too with cannabis is you don't feel the bad effects. I agree. You really don't. I mean, it depends. I I mean, mean, if you're like, you know, 
rolling blunts the size of, you know, <laughs> that might be a little too much, but. You might feel a little drowsy. Yeah. But it was really nice. So I'm going to keep this going. I will, I'm committed to not drinking during the week. Mm-hmm. And in the event I do go to a birthday, if I, if I want to, I'm going, I'll have a glass. And if I don't, I might order a mocktail. And I might eat an edible before dinner with my friends and then be like, you guys can get tipsy. I'm going to get a little stony baloney with some cannabis. You know, I want to talk about the mocktails. I want to, when I, remember when I did that like 90 day cleanse? I totally remember. I did not partake in anything for almost, I think I was like, I went 86 days or something. Didn't drink or enjoy anything. Now, I did create a little bit of a cocktail of my own. And when I went to restaurants, I ordered the mocktail on every menu. Yep. And I drank like watermelon water with remember that. jalapeno slices in it. And I was so like, good. it was great. You got, and my skin mm-hmm. looked so bright and like juicy. Vi- yep. The energy that I had was amazing. So like, I guess my point is, is the mocktail thing, definitely a good one can su- suffice for a hundred percent. And it seems like that's people are talking. This is something the this world is, is drinking too much. Yeah. So Michelle and I came across an amazing article in the Chicago Tribune. What is it called, Michelle? It says grown up flavors, no alcohol needed. Yeah. And there are like a dozen different, um, products here and manufacturers here, creators, like artisanal elixirs, aperitifs, bitters that are non-alcoholic. Mm-hmm. They're not all bitters though, right? No, they're all different. Some okay. are like kind of like clear liquor, but there's no alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Like I love a good tequila and I like getting that warm and fuzzy vibe after I have some, but that I want to make into a, not a regular occasion. And I think with COVID, it really made me question my intake of alcohol Yeah. because during these three months we were in lockdown. I mean, we were like, let's mix up some Manhattans yep. tonight. The you joke know? was happy hour just kept getting earlier and like, earlier. 2.30, Seriously, 2.30, yeah. drinking. Yeah. And again, no judgment. Listen, everyone to each their own, but for my personal life and wellness. And also I consider like my body, my insides, my brain, my reproductive system and all that shit. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, weight gain. Yeah. Holy cow, Lauren. Yeah. Same. Fupa, Fupa city over here. These people are going to be like, you guys keep talking about your fat arms, but I'm telling you right now, until my arms are not chunkier than they were, Mm -hmm. I'm going to still acknowledge them. I mean, I think that I'm going in a certain direction with some of the body parts. I mean, I'm it's never going to have that abs that I had back in the day. That's okay. But as long as I don't have a 12-inch zipper that looks like a explode, the button's going to blast off. Oh, God. Dude, I hate that look. I it's hate not, that feeling. It doesn't feel good. No. So... So, so we're going to entertain this. I'm going to for sure entertain this, you guys. I'm Michelle, I'm definitely going to grab... There is one called Gaia, and it's like an acai berry uh, aperitif. And what you do, you mix these elixirs, some of them with like sparkling water or other components mm-hmm. to create like a really kind of healthy... Yeah. Not just a mocktail, but a, a, like a nutrient-infused one. Yes. And it's fun. It's, and they're meant to sip. They're sippers. That's, they're, that's the big thing, Michelle. That's the big thing. Mm-hmm. Is This is a drink that you can enjoy and like the complexity of flavors and the bitterness and all of those things. It's not like a chug-a-lug experience. It's more of a just enjoy the cocktail. I brought 
this up to some girls I was out with a yeah. couple nights ago. I'm like, you guys, what are your thoughts on this mocktail thing? And at first they were like, well, what's the point? How are we going to get a buzz? We're trying to forget about everything. And I'm like, well, you know, the point is, is what if you could drink something like a crafted, delicious drink meant to enjoy slow and at the next morning you woke up and you didn't feel like a pile of ass. There's that component to it, Michelle, but and there's also my thought too is like if you do go to a friend's house and you know everyone's going to be drinking, mm -hmm. have and like for me, for my comfort level and my decision making, it would be like, I'm going to have a cocktail for sure. Yeah. My friend, my best friend Devin's husband is a wonderful mixologist Yeah, and he, I'm going to see them in a couple of weeks. I'm going to take a cocktail. I would him. never turn down a cocktail. I wouldn't, but him. you know what then I'm going to do? What? I'll probably bring one of those non-alcoholic drinks with me mm. and maybe be like, I'm going to mix this up and have one, you know, these afterwards and maybe end the night with maybe just mm -hmm. another instead of slamming five fucking cocktails. I, I, I know, Lauren, I, we do this thing like I'll have like, we'll have like several beers and then we call it a rinse cycle where we like have a glass of water. I'm like, this is pathetic. It doesn't do, I mean, <laughs> what are we doing? it's suggested, but still, at what least you're trying doing? to stay hydrated. I'm fine with a Mindy's five milligrams. That's what I'm talking about. Micro delightful you know? Yeah. And then just, just take it easy. Take it slow. You know, I, I, yeah, I think that with the cannabis as, and now that we're here in Illinois and it's totally, um, it's legal, mm -hmm. it's legal across the board. Um, we can a openly talk about it yeah. and, you know, try to bring down that negative yeah. connotation of, Ooh, we're not a couple of burnouts. Oh, I like some cannabis. You know what, Michelle? We were talking about this the other day. Well, we're not. No, I'm not a burnout. And it's okay if anyone out there is. No, it's I mean, I'm. We're just saying, like, you don't have to be a burnout. You you don't have to. You can enjoy right. cannabis Reefer madness and not be a burnout. Reefer you know, madness or really stuck around with people. But no. glad those days are dead. Yeah. In any case, I will keep you posted on my journey with mocktails. I'm really looking forward. There's one in particular. I think I already mentioned it. Gaia G H I A. Um, I'm going to check out that. I'm that more, of, one first. I'm going for a bitter, You're going something for a bitter? in a bitter department. And you know that we do, I do whatever you do and vice versa. So I'm going to go on this journey with you yeah, because be I think it's a great alternative way to enjoy and still feel like you're being social and whatever. God, Michelle, this candle smells real good. I told you, Lauren, and it is sets the mood. It sets, There's, the, mm -hmm. it sets the mood when you have that and you know what? You just feel like you're in a good space. I just want it to be 20 degrees cooler outside. Well, I, we're going to get some of that coming soon. I know. So buckle up. Um, so speaking of drinking and segueing into our next conversation. Yeah, what? Because sometimes this causes me to drink. You wanted to talk about QAnon. I did. I'm very, very curious about what this QAnon business is all about. Can you maybe first start there? QAnon was, okay, so what it is, it's I don't, it's hard to explain and I'm not well versed in what the, it is exactly, but I can tell you what I know of it. It is a conspiracy theory organization is how I would blanket it. It was started from what I believe called 4chan. Have you heard of 4chan? No. 4chan was, it was kind of like a Reddit kind of thing. And it started with people sharing these conspiracy theories and whatnots, and then it developed into QAnon. And QAnon got legs and wings and freaking took off. According to the Trib, QAnon has been deemed a fringe political conspiracy theory. That is, yeah, it has gone from like being like, it's it's gone from did the Titanic really sink from an iceberg to um, 
there is like the, we're being run by the deep state and we and there's a bunch of pedophiles that are going to be taken down and that's what covid was for and our president here is here to save save all the children okay so that that's what it is at the root the theory is that president donald trump is trying to save the world by waging some sort of heroic war on pedophiles yes. and Satan worshipers yes, and Tom Hanks. And Tom Hanks. Poor Tom Hanks. Poor guy. Yeah. I mean, I wonder like what do you, what do you how do you deal with that? So so and the thing that's this this is dangerous because this group of people have attached themselves to Donald Trump. They like him. Well, it's almost that it kind of goes hand in hand. It's kind of they sign up for if you're I'm assuming and from what I've read, if you are a big believer in the QAnon conspiracy theories, yeah, you align yourself politically to that party. That's how that kind of works. Who is responsible for QAnon? It's a man. It's a guy named, I think they refer to him as, I think it's a man, um, as Q. He is, Q. The, he is the person or, or they are the individual. I don't know if it's a man or woman. They are the individual who has created this system of beliefs and stories and conspiracy theories it says right here q himself or oh. herself oh. or themselves oh. is believed by his admirers to be a senior level trump administration official with high q level security clearance that's why it's called q and i don't know what that okay maybe anonymous okay like q elite and then like anonymous so i'm assuming that's where they came up with that clever name sounds dangerous it is alarming just because, um, well, not just because, on so many levels, because, uh, you know, when we're in a time of uncertainties and the world is a complete shit, shit storm, it's not a, a, a strange idea for uncommon for people to seek out answers mm -hmm. and um, explanations. Totally. So for folks that are maybe not sitting well with uncertainties or yeah. don't know where they or they're are. feeling completely out of control and feeling fear. Got it. Sometimes you attach yourself to a, and this is, by the way, this is what I've read in like psychology today and in journals. Cause I was very curious about how, um, and why someone would be more susceptible to, to believe in conspiracy theories. Yep. They attach themselves to these theories to have a sense of control for themselves. Yeah. And it almost is, kind of like relief for them. Like mm -hmm. they're like, oh, I know why COVID's happening because mm -hmm. Bill Gates is trying yeah. to put, thank God, now I know he's trying to put a, a chip in me. Okay. And he's going to track my every mood move. So now I think that the vaccine is now connected mm -hmm. to that microchip. So now I'm going to move further down the line of being an anti-vaxxer, which that there's a role of um, conspiracy theory there as well mm -hmm. um, and whatnot. So there's a lot that goes into it. And the dangerous thing though, too, seems to be that this information is being disseminated. Is that the right word there? I have no idea. I think it might be. And this information is inaccurate or people are sharing dangerous bits and then it's the like for you know this is what i'm thinking when i'm thinking of this stuff i'm just thinking you know when mom used to tell us if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it at all sure it's like the same it's like if you don't know where it came from don't put it on your wall your facebook or, or, wall. Even, <laughs> or even in your brain yeah yeah um yeah yeah and the, the unfortunate part of this situation that we're having too is that it's attaching itself to politics so now mm -hmm. everything is being politicized yeah every Thing. And mm. I mean, everything is politicized and everything. Wearing a mask is a political it debate. It is. And it is. And everything has become all of these 
moments that we're experiencing and instances mm. are becoming part of a conspiracy-driven agenda yeah. or against the conspiracy theory. So it's pretty messy. It's alarming and messy, if, in my opinion. I don't subscribe to conspiracy theories. Listen, I But love- we're very curious about how they come to be. I'm so, so like, curious. Yeah. I would love to have someone on here one day, probably a psychologist or someone to speak on behalf of the science behind conspiracy theories. I'm sure that there's somebody out there that literally has dedicated their life they to have. studying why conspiracy theories are a thing. Now listen, back in the day, and even now, I'm down for like, what really happened to Princess Diana? Was, mm. it, the, was it the royal family coming after her as well? Yeah. as like, you know, I... When I was little, I remember I caught something on like a channel about the the moon landing being a hoax, mm-hmm. and I remember going. I bet Buzz was real pissed off about I that. Mean, what you be? Guy who did all that yeah. work? <laughs> what a bunch of bullshit! First time you said Buzz, I was like Buzz Lightyear. Lightyear. Yeah, him too. <laughs> um, I remember saying, "Dad, you know." And I was probably 12, so I wasn't like much older or the same age rather than Mia. Mm -hmm. I was like, Dad, I just read something about um, the moon landing being maybe not real. And Dad was so awesome about that because he asked me, what did I read? What did I see? How do I feel about it? Wow, that is I remember this conversation. It was in our old house in Western Springs in the bedroom. I walked into the room kind of actually disturbed because mm-hmm. I was like, wait, is someone lying to us? Like, I don't mm-hmm. understand. Why would people make that up? And so we had a conversation. He was basically like, Lauren Beth, we landed on the moon. Don't okay. That is exactly the way he handled that conversation is exactly the way uh, my, my handful of therapists <laughs> <laughs> have su- offered me and Ryan ways to talk to our kids when we're trying to understand their level of understanding. How do you know? How do you feel mm-hmm. about that? I re- I remember like I remember that conversation. I can wow. be there. It was pretty neat. So yeah, I mean, I can I could I like playing around with the idea of some of them, but some of these are just so dangerous that I I just I would like to know more about why rather than not why like I believe no. Yeah. It's like what the fuck is going on? Tell us. Well, I'm going to throw a wrench into our conversation plans oh, here. Do. Since we're just talking, it just the thought occurred to me. I was, I wanted to, I'm going to, it's regarding danger. Stranger and I thought, danger? no, I just want to know, let's play a game of you tell me your story and I'm going to tell you mine. And the question is, is what, what in your life, how old are you, Lauren? I am 37. You're 37. In your 37 years, what was the most dangerous situation you found yourself in, you put yourself in, one of those split anything. Does anything come to mind that you look back at your on your life and you're like, holy shit, I am one lucky kid. I can't believe oh, that happened. Sure, or sure, sure, why sure. did I do yeah. that? Most of it involves honestly swimming because I have a love for swimming in the ocean or anything, not ocean, like going, well, Mm -hmm. now I'm a little bit more careful because of sharks, Mm -hmm. but Anthony and I have gone skinny to be in Mexico after a wedding, being after drinking. Wow. Stupid. Stupid. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Real dumb. Nicole yelled at me. I told her about it and she was like, I want to punch you. She was like, don't ever do that again. Yeah. And another time when we were in Italy, there was, we were in Casino, Italy, and it was super freaking hot. And there was a spring that came down from the mountain that was ice cold. And we would jump in it. That was where we would get a reprieve from mm-hmm. the heat. Mm-hmm. And the locals were like, do not ever do that again. Because the current, Michelle, we were holding on to 
um, branches. Yeah. So, and that guy Massimo had to come and pull me and another gal out. That's we weren't drowning, but we were like, uh, we might. Okay, so my that's that's crazy yeah. that yours involves water and so does mine. Oh, what's yours? Um, this is the single most butt hurt dumbest thing I have ever done. Mm-hmm. I went to a small liberal arts school my freshman year called Quincy University, and it's down at the southern corner of Illinois, not corner, and it's on the Mississippi River. And me and my idiot friends mm-hmm. went to the bank of the river because you could either go hang out at one of the meth bars that were on every other corner. Shut up. Gross. Gross. Or you could go down to the bank of the Mississippi River, which if you haven't had the pleasure of visiting that, it is one of the scarier, most powerful bodies of water I have ever laid my eyes on. And we got a couple of strangers on an old fishing boat to take us on the river. Just some strangers? Yep. And we were like, take us on the river. We want to go for a river boat ride. How many were you with? Three. Still Me, not, Jen Toner, and I think it was for Erica and our other friend, Kim. And we got on that and Lauren, I was like, oh my God, these guys are going to mm-hmm. do something bad mm-hmm. and then throw our bodies in a river. I mean, my mind was going to the deeps. I was looking off the side of the, the boat, trying to figure out when to jump yep. while the currents were just ro- like ramming sure. towards the Gulf. <laughs> That's terrifying. I like, I lost my mind and I'm like, you need to take us back right now. Oh, so you did. Good. And they did. Were they giving vibes off that you were scared of them? Kind of. Yeah. See, fuck that. Nope, nope, nope. And if you listen, as a woman, if you feel that intuition, you go with it. Like, I think that my choice, I think that I escaped drowning because I convinced them because I think that my next step was I was going to give it a go. That's how scared I was to jump off the boat. You were going to jump off. Yeah. How many men were on it? Two. So two verse four. Okay. Well, women are mighty. So we just went back and hung out at the meth bars. After that, we found that. We were like, we need a drink. We were like, you know what? what? I'm going to have a Jim Beam. How old am I? Whatever. What was I drinking then? Like a Jose Cuervo and lime sick. Gross. I could vomit thinking about that. All right. I'm glad we survived those water water moments. Another time I did do something stupid and it was my friend with my friend, Megan Roach. Mm. She always, she, her and I would find ourselves into some stupid trouble. Mm -hmm. We got on the back of these, we were down on rush street and we got the Viagra triangle, the triangle. And we got these two men pulled up on like crotch rockets and they're like, Hey ladies, did you go on the back? Of course we did. They they, no, but they only drove us like up two blocks. It was not bad and it wasn't fast and they weren't creepy. I mean, they were just literally chauffeuring us to our next bar. I know. Maybe looking for a lay, but... Maybe, but they weren't going to get it from us. But but honestly, it's again, it's just so... It's just not wise. And I hope that, you know, with Mia and the girls in our family and all little girls, people know a voice when to say like... No, 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 I'm mm-hmm. not doing that. Or, hey, friend, you're being silly and mm-hmm. don't be a moron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because you can get into peer pressure. Totally. Oh, fuck peer pressure. I know. It's I already happening. With the kids? Yeah, as soon as you give them a phone. <laughs> Why? No, just peer pressure. Right now, we're peer pressure into cross busy streets. Okay. But we're, we're navigating that. You got to navigate it You all. know, we're just, but it's out there. And um, I know I'm trying to teach my kids to speak up. They do. Sometimes they use their opinions and I'm like, you could have piped down on that one or 
Just bag that one. So it's a mixed messages just all over the board. Speak up. Shut up. I know. <laughs> Which one should I do? Just say how you feel. Or don't say anything at all. Yeah, quiet. Yeah. You know, I, I work with that myself on like, dad always would say, you got to pick your battles. Yeah. And even with my relationship with Anthony, I remember saying to dad, I was pissed off and it was nothing to be pissed off about. I yeah. was just pissed. And dad's like, don't say anything. Pick your battles. This is yeah. not worth an argument. He was right. It's a good advice. And it goes along with too, like the bullshit on social media. Like yeah. my new thing is I just unfollow people. Yeah. Some I have to delete as friends mm-hmm. and I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. But you know, last night I told you I got, I got heated over something I saw on social media. Well, let's talk about it. Sure. Someone was, you know, not someone, people are writing mm-hmm. like, ha ha, Joe Biden, mm-hmm. LOLing, cognitive mm-hmm. decline. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have no opinion on it because, you know what, I do actually. I think that I know Joe has a stutter and I'm wondering if that might be the cause of any verbal slip ups or momentary like figuring out what the word is next and how to like recover from a, a, stu- a st- like a, a stutter. You know, gosh, the people that do say stuff, I just hope that my brain is as sharp as their brain I mean, God, for right? so lucky, uh, so, long, so, so long such lucky. perfect brains. Good blood. God bless. Yeah. And so I thought that, you know, I am down if someone is concerned about his cognitive abilities. If you want to talk about it and raise that conversation, I think that's game. Like this is important stuff. This is fair enough. He's running for the president. A hundred percent. And I, I, when people are like, well, it's fear based. I'm like, listen, fear is one thing to be Mm -hmm. an asshole is another. And I, someone wrote like the, the meme said, LOL, like, just let's make Joe Biden's office look like the Oval Office. He'll have no idea where he is anyways. And I got That's so nice. triggered from it. That's rude. Well, I could imagine why. Lauren. Yeah, right? So I got so triggered and I posted on my Facebook and I was I was reeling from some other stuff that's been going on, but I was like, pick your battles. And I chose this one. Before you go, you know, go on, I just want to say for folks that are listening in that maybe don't know this about us, our mom was diagnosed with a rare form of dementia called FTD, frontal temporal degeneration. And she passed away at the young age of 67. And anybody that has experienced dementia or like diseases know what a horribly cruel devastating disease this is. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that's why Lauren and I have not a lot of tolerance for just lack of compassion. Compassion. That's all it was. And when someone, you know, so I basically just wrote for the people out there making this a funny thing, Mm -hmm. come tell me, I'm opening up my space. Tell Mm -hmm. me what's so fucking funny about losing your mind. Mm -hmm. And then I invited them to think about themselves sitting on a couch with dementia, drooling and lonely and said, now are we still laughing? Mm -hmm. And then I ended it with, regardless of a political party, can we, we are human beings. Why are we laughing an illness that someone may or may not have, or maybe it's not even that he has an illness. He's getting older and people, I mean, it's a natural thing for people to have cognitive decline mm-hmm. at some point in their mm-hmm. lives. It's like, I'm sorry, your knees go bad. People's hips get replaced. Yeah, sorry, you can't happens. get a brain transplant. Yeah, no shit, right? You know? But, you know, it just really God, I, you just got me kind of Oh, I get up. so heated. And so, yeah, you know, I spoke up and it got a really strong response because... I, maybe because it affects so many people and because right now in this moment, in this time, people are not nice. It's people are the, aggressive. It's the num- most obvious lacking thing in humanity right now. Which is? Niceness. Uh-huh. People are so aggressive, so quick to judge, so quick to snap at one another. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of, so I bitched and then I was inviting people to have 
compassion. And I ended it with like, and I never write things like this, but I was like, my God, what is happening to us? That we're at this point that we're laughing that someone, someone's brain might be. And I said to the person, someone mm-hmm. reached out to me who posted it because she probably realized it was her. Well, you know what? She was very fortunate because I'm sure she left with a, li- a life lesson. And I, and I hope that that. Oh, she kept her LOL meme up, which was, which I want to be like, you know, whatever. Yeah. But Unfollow. I said, you know, you know, let me just put this into perspective. If Donald Trump down the line yeah. was diagnosed with dementia. My, it actually makes mm-hmm. me sad because I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of the guy, but I still wouldn't mm-hmm. want the suffering that comes along with that for him and his mm-hmm. family is not what any human except no. for like, you know, Hitler or something. Yeah. That guy. Fair and, enough. You know what I'm saying? But no one should experience no, that. It's no. really a heartbreak. So yeah, I spoke up. Bitches. No, it's a, it's an ugly time, honestly, that we live in. Like, I feel like we are everyone, the ones that don't want to be ugly. And I'm not talking about like ugly the way you look, but like, you know, ugly, change on the, the ugly on the inside. Yeah. And it's true what you say, Lauren, like driving down the street, everyone's first reaction is the middle finger or screaming. I'm like, you know, and then you're in the, today, even I was getting bagels for my kids. You can't hear shit behind a mask. I know. You can't hear behind pain, glass, plastic. It's hard. And this poor guy, he could not hear. And you know what? And I, was it frustrating? Yeah, it was a little frustrating. Took a deep breath. I took a page out of Ashley Nelson, NCS Mindfulness Pro, and I like recognized my irritation mm-hmm. for a second. And then I like pushed it out and I was like, hey, dude, I got really close to the glass. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, and I was like, I, we, I know you can't hear me and I can't hear you. I'm like, it's a, <laughs> we want to sass, read my lips. I want to sesame bagel. They might have gotten one of everything. And, and you know what? God bless them. They still screwed up the order and oh, I had to God go bless. back in. But I don't give a shit, man, because. You know, yeah. People suck. No, some people do God. suck. Michelle, I'm going to invite you to try something. This what? is what I've been doing. What? When someone's crossing the street or when someone wants to pull out in front of you, kindly let them let go. Let them go. Because guess what? You know what? In Italy, I always think back to like my experiences with traveling. No, those people are just smoking their cigs, driving yeah. their cars. They're not in a rush. They're not. I mean, they might be hooting and hollering, bafangul, you know, and like, yeah. oh, God, screw your mom. Let them yell it. You know, do you feel better? <laughs> but, all, you know, like everyone just needs to chill the F out. Let them go and chill. Let them go. Let them go. Oh. Let them turn around the corner. Chill them out. Sorry, I just that was, was going. I was going with that. I mean, fuck this, man. Oh, wow. You're right, Lauren. Just let it in and let it out and let, let them in. fucking go. Michelle, that wasn't Don't you feel better? I do. I love getting that shit off my chest. You know what? And I like that we talked about it. And I like that we have this platform here where we can say, fuck you. If you can't treat people with some common decency when you go into a store and you see somebody that doesn't even have to be old or gray or feeble to have some invisible thing wreaking havoc on their brain, Take a breath and be nice. Yeah, I saw another, I saw art. I actually don't, I, I follow a lot of now. poets. I'm sorry. That's okay. okay. I, I appreciate you for saying that. Okay, I just got fired up. You okay? Go ahead. <laughs> you, want some, you want some Italian wine? Sweaty balls. I'm going to pour you some of that in a minute. Sweaty. That's how we should always like palate cleanser. So we, I listen to Morbid. It's my crime podcast. And when things get really down and dirty and like intense, mm-hmm. like, and they start going and like censor your ears if you're not, yeah. if you're fragile, they'll, they'll do the scary um, yeah. details and then they'll go, you know, we need, we need a palate cleanser. 
And then from there, they'll be like, did you know that in 1956, and they give you like a nice light like fluffy. Like a, a nugget, like of, of non And then they're like, and then, and then they go back to like the murder. Um, but That's the last thing, cute. it's very cute. They're awesome girls. If you guys like true crime, checking them out. Yeah, hey, Morbid, if you guys are listening. Yeah, hey, Morbid, let's <laughs> come, come on and talk come to me about us. that people. <laughs> about killing people. I'll talk to Can you. Can we say, if you're listening in on every podcast. Yeah, if you're listening in, call our hotline. Literally recording um, into Zoom. And then the other last thing I wanted to say, Michelle, is that yeah. it, was a, it was like a piece of art that I saw and it's, it was about mental illness, which of course, yep. neurology and uh, brain diseases go up there, but mental, it's different, but mental illness is so invisible yep. that like you might see someone who's really, you, they might look at okay on the outside, yep. but they are not, they're simmering on the inside. Dying and I outside. know of people like that. Yep. I've they're been just there. trying to fucking hold it together. We all are. Yep. So I think before we leave, let's everyone, before you leave and end our podcast, make it a good day. Be, Take a deep breath. Yeah. Be nice. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. That's all. For real. For real, be nice. Not Ellen DeGeneres nice. We're saying for real, be <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, that's another boatload of conversation in any case. Any case. So today's the weekend. It's Friday. We're going to go out and enjoy life. We're, yeah. we're in the late summer vibes and that's that. I'm ready to get started now. Will you pour me that glass of wine, bitch? I will. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ciao. Gotta go. Thank you for joining us for today's cozy conversation. For more of The Sister Project, check us out on Instagram at The Sister Project and our website, www.thesisterprojectblog.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and maybe even drop us a review. Until next time, stay cozy.